Let me talk to you about, uh, how about Tommy John? I love Tommy John. Tommy John's awesome. Tommy John is the, if you've never had a pair of Tommy John, you've probably heard 100,000 advertisements for them. And you might think to yourself, oh, the hype. I've heard it a million times. And everyone talks about this on podcasts and radio shows. And, and I was in that exact same position. And then I actually got Tommy John. Tommy John underwear, Tommy John loungewear. It's absolutely fantastic. It, it, and this is why they always say they don't have customers. They have fanatics. They've sold over 17 million pairs because people absolutely love their underwear and their loungewear. It's just more comfortable. It makes you feel great. It keeps you cool when it's like nine zillion degrees outside like it is right now in Texas. And if you don't like them, you got the Tommy John's best pair you'll ever wear or it's free guarantee. You can uh, shop at TommyJohn.com slash back right now for 20% off your first order. TommyJohn.com slash back. 20% off right now your first order at TommyJohn.com slash back. See site for details. And that site, of course, is TommyJohn.com slash back. of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Hello, America, and welcome to the Glenn Beck Program from the world-famous Standing Rock Ranch in the Mountain West. We are so glad that you have joined us today. I'm going to start with what is actually happening with our economy and Washington. We go there in 60 seconds. First, let me talk to you a little bit uh, about our sponsor. It's Relief Factor. Relief Factor has worked for me in relieving my pain for the last three or four years. Somebody looked that up. When did I start taking Relief Factor, will you? Um, Relief Factor has taken me from a guy who really, the Christmas that I started, I started taking Relief Factor because my wife forced me. She said, I'm not going to listen to you whine anymore. And I'm a tremendous whiner. It is one of my greatest qualities, along with my humility. I am the most humble person you've ever met. It's, I mean, it's remarkable. I mean, really, compare me with anybody else. But between whining and my world-famous uh, humility, Tanya said... Uh, hey, uh, Mother Teresa, not going to listen to you anymore unless you start uh, Relief Factor and try everything. And I said it would never work for me. It does. I really, that Christmas, thought I was going to be retiring the uh, the next year because I couldn't take the pain anymore. And I was like, I'm just going to want to do things that I want to do uh, before I can't move. I've taken Relief Factor. It worked for me. It may work for you. 70% of the people who try it go on to order more month after month. I want you to call the uh, number 1-800, the number 4-RELIEF, 800-4-RELIEF, or relieffactor.com. That's relieffactor.com. So let me talk to you a little bit about, first of all, let me say hello to Stu. How are you, Stu? Very well, Glenn. How are you? 
Oh, my gosh. Fantastic. Um, Let me let me tell you what has been playing on my mind over the last few days and show you exactly what is coming. There is a new report out now from uh, from the government that shows that this in this inflation reducing bill. Oh, I love it. Do you love it, Stu? Oh, I love it already. It's definitely going to uh, reduce inflation. That much I know for sure. It says they're in yeah, the Yeah, well, the new government, re- yeah, the government report says, no, not going to do that. In fact, it's going to make it worse. And here's the thing that was kind of left out on the uh, edit room floor when everybody was voting for it. And that is that this wonderful Joe Manchin, Joe Biden bill uh, is is actually going to put the burden of taxes on everybody, but the lion's share uh, goes on the lower and middle class. 400,000 uh, 400, plus, they're paying their fair share. But it seems as though a lot of money is going to be raised from those wonderful, wonderful people that are just barely surviving now. The taxes are going to be raised beginning next year, and it begins at $30,000 a year. So not only is it going to uh, not reduce inflation, because what's going to happen? They're going to spend this money. They're going to take the money from you, plus the money that we borrow, and they're going to spend it. But how are they going to spend it? They're going to spend it the way they want to spend it. And later on in the program, we'll give you all of the details of where this money is going. But it's you're going to be relieved. It's going to, you know, the Green New Deal. It's going to all new green projects, which is wonderful. But is that how you'd spend your money? No, of course not. The average American is saying that global warming is the last priority on their list. However, it is the Biden administration's top priority. So when they can't convince you to do a Build Back Better bill, when they can't convince you that global warming should even be in the top five, what they have to do is take control of your money and spend it the way they want. Now, this isn't really about global warming, as we've told you before. Uh, ESG scores are a ruse. It is it is the largest transfer of wealth in human history. This is the biggest scam in human history, ESG and global warming. That's not to say that global warming isn't happen. All you have to do is read a thermometer. All you have to do is look at the pattern. Global climate change is something that is natural, i.e. the Ice Age. So we have these problems from time to time. And uh, it's just the way the world uh, behaves and the environment behaves. Are we contributing to it? It would make sense to me that, yeah, you can't do as much as we have done to the um, to the atmosphere and not affect it some way or another. The question is, can we start it or can we stop it with the plan that has been outlined by Joe Biden? Well, when Joe Biden can't win uh in uh ukraine uh his plan in afghanistan was a complete disaster his plan for inflation is a complete disaster uh 
His plan, I mean, I don't know if you heard this, but he's sick again with COVID. He just was tested again this weekend. He has another case of COVID. When he can't control these things, how is he expected his plan to control the weather? Why does anyone have confidence that that would work? It's not really designed to do that. Here's what it is designed to do. Let me show you the pattern here. What has Joe Biden done with the strategic oil reserve? The strategic oil reserve was filled um, and it was uh, we were fine with it. The oil reserve is in case of war that the United States can fuel its planes uh, and its warships. So we don't have to worry about that in a time of need. If you use the strategic oil reserve, the strategic oil reserve is gone within a few days just from the trucking and all of the transportation on the east coast alone it's not made to uh, sustain the entire country and everybody's gas and the trucking gas okay so we're depleting that and everybody has been saying everybody that i know says that doesn't make any sense whatsoever it doesn't make sense because What are you going to do? Donald Trump filled it up at the lowest possible price because we had an abundance of of oil. We were energy independent. So he bought it at the cheapest price and filled it up. Now, Joe Biden has um, uh, taken and cut our strategic oil reserve and it continues to go million barrels at a time. Every single day, it is reduced even more. Well, he's made the announcement that he's going to replenish that beginning this fall. Okay, how much money is that costing? And who are we buying it from? This is the first key to understand what's really going on. Remember, we're reshaping the economy. We are becoming a fascistic nation. Take everything you know about fascism and throw it out the window, you know, far as concentration camps and killing Jews and everything else. Things worked. If you live in Italy or have ever been there, I think I mailed a letter back home uh, when I was staying in Italy for a few weeks when I was about 19 years old. I'm not sure that letter has arrived yet. Okay, (laughs) nothing works in Italy. So fascism is a way to make things work, or so they say, centralized government and all the power. And unlike communism, it doesn't take the companies. It has a public-private partnership with companies. That's the fascism that America is now going down the road, led by Joe Biden. That's not a conspiracy theory. That's not a slam. Put your feelings of fascism in neutral. They say capitalism doesn't work. We have to try something new. So we're going to try something new. They just call it System X, going back to the 1940s, because they don't want to call it fascism. But when the United States partners with companies, as they are now doing the First Amendment. So what do they do? They just have a partnership and they call them up and say, hey, you got to silence these voices. Have you noticed 
that voices now this weekend are being silenced and people are being pulled off of social media if they define um, inflation as two quarters of negative growth. You can't say that now? That's fascism. So let me get back to the oil. So you're not going to be able to buy gas anymore because it gets more and more expensive. And it's going to get more expensive the minute the government starts to buy oil itself to refill the strategic oil reserve. And it's going to be a huge order of oil. And the government gets to pick which companies get the oil or or get the money for the oil. So you should know this from anything in capitalism. When you put in an enormous order and you're the biggest client a store has, do you get better service or worse service? Do they cater to you or do they treat you exactly the same as everyone else? That's the key. They will treat you differently if you're the biggest buyer. So just as we gave money $60 billion to Ukraine, and they were definitely not a country that was going to okay uh, gay marriage, as soon as we gave them in the middle of war where you know their population is in other countries, as soon as we write the check and they cash the check and they have the arms and the money from us, what do they do? They suddenly pass a law okaying gay marriage. That is not in line with what the people of Ukraine want. That is not in line with the president, Zelensky. It's not in line with their version of Congress. They did it because we said, you're not getting the money unless you do it. Now, how is that going to play with the oil companies? You have a big uh, order coming in for oil. If he buys oil from the United States and from our oil companies, which is not necessarily guaranteed, if he does it with our oil companies, I can guarantee you he will extract more than oil from that country, that company. He will now be the biggest buyer, which will hurt you, but it will also give him the ability to say, you know what, I'm not going to buy your oil. I'm going to buy it from another company. Uh, I mean, unless you agree to stop doing X, Y, or Z in oil exploration. Now, I'm going to take a one-minute break, and I'm going to give you two other bills that are happening and show you exactly how what we're building now with these bills that are passing in Congress is a new world order, is a new way for the government to do business. It is the beginning of fascism, and I'll explain it to you in 60 seconds. First, who's our sponsor? American Financing, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. So... Who doesn't love going to the bank and getting a loan? Oh, it is so much fun. It's so easy. You could practically do it at your bank drive through um, It takes a lot of time. You really have to pay attention. When you look, 
when you're there signing for the loan and you look at what it's going to cost you over 30 years, you have, well, I've maybe had two or three small aneurysms at that point. Um, It's a frightening thing. You need somebody who is on your side, does not work for the banks, but is working for you to get you the best loan possible. Right now, wouldn't it be sweet to be able to lock in your rates? Let's say you know you're going to have to move, but you, you're not ready to pull the trigger on a house today, but you want to be able to do it in the next six months. You can get pre-approved right now with American Financing and lock in today's rate. It's going to do one of two things in the next six months. It's either going to go back to zero, which would be horrific, or they're going to continue to raise the rates. I don't know, because we're not living in a sane world anymore. But this will lock in your rate today. And if it's lower, you can go back and say, okay, I don't want a better rate than that. But American Financing is one of the only people, in fact, I think the only uh, group, that is locking in your rate today so you have time just in case you want to borrow that money in the future. Please go to AmericanFinancing.net. AmericanFinancing.net. Uh, you can call them now. Stu, what is their uh, phone number? Their phone number, Glenn, of course, is 800-906-2440. 800-906-2440, or as you mentioned, AmericanFinancing.net. See, I am just trying to bring him along, trying to teach him, give him a little bit of rope, let him read the phone number, <laughs> you know, you, so he can God. get better. So nice of you. Maybe someday he, too, can be in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> Ten seconds, station ID. Okay, so now let's look at the chip bill. The chip bill was another $250 billion. And the chip bill was what? Was to encourage manufacturing to uh, make more chips here. Okay, well, we all know that that's a good idea. It seems to be the only thing that we think is a good idea. Medicine, make our own vaccines here, make our own uh, medicine here, our own insulin. Make it here in the United States. No, don't worry about it. We didn't learn anything from COVID. We can just keep getting all of our medical supplies from China. For some reason, we're doing chips. Okay, I think that's a really good idea. But the way you do it to encourage people to make chips, if you want the government even involved at this level, you cut the red tape and you cut taxes for those companies that are going to make more chips. You give them breathing room so they can do this. Instead, what we did was pass a corporate welfare bill and the government is giving that to these companies so they will make chips. Now, do you think that that money is going to go to any corporation that is not with social justice? Do you think that money is going to go to any company that doesn't have the right number of women and minorities on the board of directors? Do you think this money is going to anyone that uh, is not all down with the new way of, of life, the new tomorrow. Do you think it's going to any company that is not green and is on the bandwagon for green? 
Of course not. The United States government at $250 billion has just become the sugar daddy for chips. You have to think differently. They are creating public-private partnerships. So you no longer control, through demand, what you want. The government is reshaping our entire world and economy by being the biggest buyer of, of different things. So instead of doing it the right way, they've passed this big bill, and we've seen it before, so we don't freak out. But what you're missing here is the incentive uh, for the government to do it is different this time. It's not because they think it's the best thing for you or even the best thing uh, for the country that you would agree with. They've decided the direction of this country. And so now they're going to put these companies under their thumb. The $700 billion green deal. Again, impoverishing you. So you don't have the buying power and then taking that money and spending it the way the government wants to spend it because they can't get you to do it. They'll do it for you. This is the way they get to a place where in the end you own nothing, but you'll be happy. Well, if you don't own it and I don't own it, who owns it? the government and giant corporations, which makes you a renter and something that you can't necessarily get what you want. You'll get what the government will give you. All right. Let me tell you about my Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply is has been a client of mine, gosh, since I think 2009, maybe. My Patriot Supply uh, is the the best food storage system and the best uh, preparedness group in the country. And I don't, that's not hyperbole. That's not something that's written down for me. I'm telling you as a fact, this started with a guy who was a listener and just wanted to improve home food supply because he started stocking up about 2008 and he realized this is garbage. This is really bad and really expensive. So he started My Patriot Supply. Right now, they have specials going on. And if you don't understand that an emergency can happen and food supplies can be disrupted uh, and you should have a preparedness kit for your whole family right now, you're never going to get it. Now is the time. They have specials going on right now for you and your family. Check it out at preparewithglenn.com. That's preparewithglenn.com. BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn to save 10 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. This is the Glenn Beck program from the Standing Rock Ranch. Welcome to the program, and we welcome Mr. Pat Gray. Hello, Pat. How are you, sir? Oh, perfect. You know, really. Really? Perfect. Yeah. 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 Uh, in every way almost mm-hmm. yeah yeah um and uh <laughs> Stu is uh with us and Stu, how are you 
That's uh, fascinating, perfect. and thank you for sharing. <laughs> I, well, um, I let me. The way you tell a story, Stu, is captivating. Riveting. Oh, wow, it was riveting. So was. let me. <laughs> Let me now go to a piece of audio we had last week. We didn't get to it. I'm, I'm sure Pat played it and, uh, and others have played it. But I don't know what anybody else has said. And I, I find it absolutely incredible. From the 1960s, here's a clip from the BBC talking to children who are predicting the future in the year 2000. Now, listen to this. I think it'll be a... Um, people will be regarded more as statistics and as actual people. Hmm. I don't think it's going to be so nice. I think sort of all machines everywhere, everyone doing everything for you, you know, you'll get all bored and I don't think it'll be so nice. First of all, those computers are taking over now. Computers and automation. And in the year 2000, there just won't, won't be enough jobs to go around. And the only jobs there will be will pe- be for people with high HQ, you know, high IQ who can work computers and such things. And other people are just not going to have jobs. There just aren't going to be jobs for them to have. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. Um, I would like these kids to run the Fed. <laughs> uh, I don't know about you, but the thing that I grabbed out of this was... Who the hell are these children? These are children. They look to be anywhere from 10 to maybe 14. Um, the vocabulary, uh, the thinking that is involved in this, they're asked to predict the future, and they're talking about automation, and people won't have jobs. And listen again to the first one. Play it again. Sam. You play the first one again, please. Play just play it from the beginning and then be, stop uh, after the first one. Um, people will be regarded more as statistics and as actual people. Mm. I don't think it's going to be so nice. I think sort of all stop. machines. Stop. People are going to be. How old do you think that kid is? Maybe ten. Ten or looking 12, at him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you're watching the blaze, um, maybe ten, maybe twelve. People will be regarded. As statistics, what 10-year-old says that? <laughs> what 10-year-old says could say that even about next year, you know, or 2030? Well, I think people will be regarded more as statistics, that there'll be numbers, uh, that computers will be doing everything, and that will give us a, a, a lack of uh, self-worth. We won't be able to uh, have the jobs. Just the people who are highly educated, know all about computers, are going to be... You know who made this case in the 1990s? Carl Sagan! Carl Sagan made the points that these kids are making. He got it from these kids. If this doesn't... <laughs> yeah, he did. He stole it from these kids at... Damn, if he were alive today, boy, I'd be after him. Um, What is amazing to me is how our educational system has completely failed us. I can't think of kids that are 10 and 12 years old that talk like this. Can you? No, there, I mean, there aren't adults in the Biden administration that can talk <laughs> like this. Reason oh, and deduce and come to conclusions like this? They can't. They're incapable of it. It doesn't seem like there's adults in the Biden administration that can talk. Right. Let alone like this. Right. They, they don't seem to be able to get through any uh, form of communication. Do we happen to have, speaking of that, do we happen to have the Nancy Pelosi uh, 
monologue that she tried to explain the inflation oh, so bill. Oh, it's from listen, November of 2021. Listen, this one is incredible. Oh, is it November? Yeah, I thought yeah. it was from this bill. I, I just want you to listen and try to tell me what she's talking about when she's discussing a bill that just is in negotiation and passing. We're sending stuff over to the Senate. Well, it's, most of the product that we've done is so now we, we may have added in the last day or so. And some of what we added is Senate to the bill, like a hearing. Bernie doesn't like hearing. Excuse me. Bernie loves hearing. <laughs> Manchin doesn't want hearing in the bill and all that stuff. Um, so some is Senate-oriented, and then we have the family medical leave. We figured if they're putting things in, then we can put something in, if, even if Manchin doesn't like it. So, um, uh, so we are getting some... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Bird and privilege. I think I think mostly we're getting bird privilege scrub, because privilege drug is deadly to a bill. Bird ball. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. It's important. It's mm-hmm. you have to take mm-hmm. it out, but <laughs> privilege violation can take you out. Sure. So so we're again getting that as we go along as well. But when we pass a bill, then they will f- see it in its aggregate and make uh, some. Any concerns that any of this is messaging because that they have to take some of those things out regardless no matter what you send over you said you weren't going to send a, a messaging bill no no we're not sending a messaging bill but we um, want to be sure that what we send is not birdable or birdable bird bath mm. or bird bath privilege scrub bird bath, bird, they're the bird, two um, privilege scrub <laughs> exercises for engage wow Oof. Could we just play the 10-year-old again from the BBC? <laughs> I think it'll be, uh, um, people will be regarded more as statistics and as actual people. Mm-hmm. Wow. Now, either Nancy Pelosi is drinking, which has always been the rumor. She's either hammer. It's mm. Nancy Pelosi. It's hammered time. Um, she's either drinking or she is, uh, losing it. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure which, which it is. Honestly, these guys that are in Congress, this is the oldest Congress, the oldest representation, uh, that we've ever had. There's never been a group of people at this age, mm serving in Washington, D.C., the age of the administration, the age of Congress, the age of Senate. Go home. <laughs> Go home. There's you got, know, there's, it, it's, it's incredible to me. There's got to be a rule, right? There's got to be a, an age limit. Uh, not only do I agree with term limits, but I really think there should be an age limit because so many of these people are starting to be significantly compromised nancy pelosi is one of them joe biden obviously is another you've got two of the three most powerful people in the world who are seriously compromised right now and we're not doing anything about it well i will tell you that um you know the average lifespan was in its 30s when we wrote the constitution Mm -hmm. uh that was i mean ben franklin was Probably double the age of the average 
the average American. Mm-hmm. And how old was he when he died, Pat? 70? Mm, I think late 70s. Uh, late see. 70s. Okay. I remember my grandfather's era. Um, you know, people, when they started Social Security, it's because the average age for when you died, when a man died, was 61. And mm. so they made it at 65. So most people would not get Social Security. Um, but at least you'd have it in case you were an outlier. Well, now people are living to be 80 and 90 years old, and some people are great. I mean, you know, we both know a, a heart surgeon that is no longer practicing heart surgery, but he is he's, you know, running a global organization. And the guy is 90, Pat, 91, 94. Mm-hmm. And he is mm-hmm. even older than that. He's sharper than I am. Yeah, I think he's, yeah, he's sharper than I am. So I hate to say that you have an age limit, but you you should have common sense and decency, and your family should have common decency. We mm-hmm. all know when our when our parents and grandparents are just not as strong as they used to be, and we certainly know when they're when they're just incapable of doing things. These people, if they had to drive themselves, I would bet you a lot of the people in Congress that are of her age would have their keys taken away from them, but they don't drive anymore. Mm. Yep. Uh, It looks like Franklin was 84. Yeah, 84. When he died. Mm -hmm. Um, 84. 84. And he was at the Constitutional (laughs) Convention. Right. He was still brokering deals. He was in a great deal of pain at the time. Uh, but he wouldn't take morphine because he said it would or opium. He said because it would addle your brain and he wanted to remain sharp. Isn't one of the problems that you're talking about with the age thing, Glenn, like a, a bigger issue with just the size and scope of government? Because yeah. in theory, right, voters, the reason why Nancy <clears throat> Pelosi is in our lives is because the representatives of some blue district keep voting her in they have the opportunity to select someone younger and more coherent they just choose not to correct which is not necessarily i don't think against what the founders wanted right they don't they didn't care if individual districts made bad decisions i mean they wanted them to make good decisions but if they if an individual district selects as their representative someone who the rest of the country doesn't like that's in theory fine the problem is that these people wind up running our lives if if they didn't have all this power when they got to washington which they weren't supposed to have this wouldn't be a problem it becomes a problem for everyone because nancy pelosi has so much of an effect on our day-to-day lives and she obviously is either drunk or incoherent all the time and they thought they thought that the uh the election process would preclude lifetime terms for these people Mm -hmm. I, i don't think they envisioned somebody being elected you know, 30 times in Congress. I mean, no. come on. First of all, because years? it was a pain in the ass. Mm-hmm. It was such a pain in the ass. That's why they put Washington where it is. It was a swamp. It was mosquito ridden. It was at a time where um, you could get malaria from mosquitoes. So they knew nobody wanted to go. And it wasn't a full-time job. You mm-hmm. had other full-time jobs. So you were like, let's get the business done. I got to go back to work. So they would only meet for a couple of months every year. So it, it wasn't the way it is now. And also, 
you know, I, I go back to America the Beautiful. One of my favorite lines is, more than self, their country loved. Mm. Joe Biden does not care. He is building a Biden empire and a Biden uh, cash machine. And I really don't think he loves the country more than himself. And that is the case with a lot of these people. And they've con- mm-hmm. they, they may look at you and say, how dare you say that? But they've convinced themselves that that is true. And they've said, well, if I'm not doing it, who would? We've got to change the country. We've got to do this. But they're enriching themselves. This is so corrupt. Nancy Pelosi is so corrupt. Joe Biden is so corrupt. Do you really think they care about you and your community if you're struggling? I.e., the uh, the new bill that just was passed to reduce inflation that's going to do anything but. And it's a tax that begins at 30000 So you're making $30,000 a year. Next year, your taxes are going up. Is that more than self their country loved? Nancy Pelosi announcing she's going to Taiwan when we don't do that. You can go to Taiwan, but you don't, in her position, announce it weeks ahead. You say, I'm going on an Asian tour, and then quietly you go, and then when you're done, you announce it as you're leaving. That's the way we always do it. But she doesn't love the country as much as she loves herself, or she was drunk, or she's just incompetent. Which one is the best? These people should be shamed into retirement. Shame on you for being, you're not clear enough. I know if I'm not clear enough, I would never come on the air because it would be irresponsible of me. They don't seem to care about it. The question is why? And then the real important question is, what are you going to do about it? Are you going to continue to vote for, I don't care if it's Republican, Independent, I don't care if it's the guy I absolutely love. If Mike Lee, for instance, is starting to slip, I'd be the first one to say, you know, Mike, I don't want to lose this seat, but you got to go. You got to let somebody else that understands at least today's world and is thinking about that, not just thinking about trying to make it through a speech. Back in just a minute. All right. Uh, Our sponsor this half hour is realestateagentsitrust.com. Realestateagentsitrust.com is a uh, company that I started a few years ago. If you're thinking about buying or selling a house or both, you could let that cousin of yours handle the real estate estate side of things. You know, I mean, after all, he's been trying to pass the realtor test for years now, and he even owns a clip-on tie, so he's super enthusiastic. And I'm sure he's going to learn everything he needs to know over the weekend by watching YouTube videos. Or you could get somebody who is the best of the best, somebody that you can truly trust. And realestateagentsitrust.com, we work with the best of the best, the people who know and can execute the best practices to land you in the best situation possible. Let me ask you this. Would you hire Nancy Pelosi to even be your real estate agent? 
Whether it's buying or selling a house, these agents are going to come in and assemble the team you need, guide you through the process from start to finish, get rid of all the drama and the stress that comes with real estate uh, process. Realestateagentsitrust.com. Find the right real estate agent to help you out buying or selling. All you have to do, it's a free service to you. Go to realestateagentsitrust.com. Realestateagentsitrust.com. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Coming up in a minute uh, from Kentucky, Representative James uh, Comer. He is going to give us the latest on Hunter Biden. The walls are closing in. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Thank you so much. We're so glad that you've uh, joined us. I want to talk to you a little bit about uh, repairing and replacing parts or the entire home system or appliance that you might have. You need a warranty plan that keeps your budget in mind, not to mention your sanity. American Home Shield offers a choice among three great plans. So whatever your budget is, it's affordable. You don't want to think about your refrigerator or your TV or your air conditioning units or your water heaters or any of that stuff. When it breaks down, just having it repaired, uh, that's a cost out of pocket or having them replaced is even worse. Now, American Home Shield's been around for 50 years, and if they can't repair your covered item, they replace it. And it's for all the main whole systems, heating, major uh, appliances, air conditioning. Uh, keep your home up and running and keep your budget on track with American Home Shield. I want you to check it out for yourself. You can save $50 off their most comprehensive plans ever at ahs.com slash Beck. That's ahs, America Home Shield, ahs.com slash Beck. Service fees, limitations, exclusions do apply. See plan for details. ahs.com slash Beck, America Home Shield. Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. I want to talk to you a little bit about the Matrix. But um, instead of Neo being a hero that just kind of woke up, our hero is, let's say, a crack-smoking, prostitute-using, out-of-control son, and Morpheus is the President of the United States. I don't know if any of this sounds familiar. This is all based on fictional character. Any relation to anyone who is 
you know, alive today or past. It's mere coincidence. But let's say this new Neo, you know, the crack smoking person with the hookers, he gets trapped and the bad guys are coming. And let's say the bad guys are, you know, I don't know, the court system because it's against the law to have crack and do what he's done and do dealings with China, etc., etc. Again, totally made up. But Morpheus says, pick up the phone. There's a doorway. And once he picks up the phone, a doorway, and he's away from all of the people that want to throw him in jail. I think that's a story of our times. And, oh, wait a minute. Hang on just a sec. I'm getting a, oh, that's too close to the Hunter Biden story. Even the doorway where he can just kind of disappear and nobody. Huh. Well, okay. Don't think of that movie. I'm just going to have to tell you about Joe Biden. Uh, and his son, Nia, uh, his son, Hunter Biden, with the congressman from Kentucky, who's been investigating Hunter Biden and the shady business dealings. James Comer joins us next. But may I tell you about another fairy tale? Once upon a time, there was an old, old man. Let's say his name was Mo. And Mo had a very important job, the most important job in all the land. But he was terrible at it, even though sometimes he slept 12 and 16, sometimes maybe 18 hours a day. But his sleep wasn't good because he didn't have good sheets. Now, old Mo could afford good sheets because he made a lot of money in a distant land named Mina and Urane and uh, had shady business deals through his crack-smoking daughter. Anyway, poor Mo never realized what a difference a good uh, pair of sheets could make and uh, how it could affect a person's night's sleep. So he continued to do a really bad job. Well, you don't have to live like old Mo. Uh, MyPillow is having a sale on their Percal sheets, which will keep you cool and comfortable in the summer. Regular price is almost 90 bucks for Queen. Now it's $39.98. Use the promo code BECK. Limited supply. Go there now. MyPillow.com. Click on the radio listener special square and use the promo code BECK. You'll also get deep discounts on all MyPillow products. Call 800-966-3117. Use the promo code BECK. MyPillow.com. Do it now so you don't have the same kind of job performance as old Mo. So let's let's go to that one's too close to. I never even thought of that. Uh, let's go to Congressman James uh, Comer now from Kentucky. He has uh, been um, part of the investigation into Hunter Biden and the Biden family's business all around the world, which I'm sure isn't uh, shady at all. Congressman, how are you, sir? I'm well. How are you? I'm very good. I'm, I'm, I'm glad to talk to you. Um, I, I'm going to I'm going to start with what probably should be the last question. But before we talk about any of this. Will any of this matter? Are these people, if, you know, found uh, to, you know, not have hoaxed America with this Russian laptop, um, are they going to go to jail? Is anyone going to go to jail in this family? I wouldn't want to be Hunter Biden or 
Hunter Biden's brother right now. And I can tell you that regardless of what the Department of Justice does, and I think, to be honest with you, Glenn, I think they're going to have to do something, uh, especially before January, if, no, if for no other reason to shield him from ever having to come in front of a congressional committee. I'm talking about Hunter Biden. I, I, I yeah, think that right. you know we've got enough to proceed in January, assuming that the Republicans take the majority. Uh, hopefully I'll be chairman of the House Oversight Committee. Uh, we've already got enough lined up for a committee hearing in January with enough of Hunter's former business associates and some bankers where you had all those bank violations, then I think that the American people will get to see uh, live uh, in a transparent manner in a legitimate committee where there are Democrats there, too. And if they want to defend the indefensible, they'll be allowed to do that. But uh, a question and answer with some of the best members in our Republican conference, I mean, you're talking about Jim Jordan's on the committee, and I, I feel like uh, Marjorie Taylor and Lauren uh, Bobert are going to be new additions on the committee. We're going to have some real, and Byron Donald, we're going to have some really good people asking the questions that you and, and others who have pressed with this that have wanted asked. And hopefully we're going to produce a, a report at some point and turn it over to the Department of Justice. And they're going to have to act on it because the, the number of laws and the number of shady business dealings that have probably compromised this administration is staggering. So, uh, you know, I really don't care about the politics of it. I just, you know, it's like the, uh, I don't know if you saw this break over the weekend, but uh, one of the DOJ officials that is now caught in another scandal was part of the lowest learner scandal uh, over at the IRS. And we're seeing this with the DOJ. The guys who were part of the Russian scandal are now part of cover-ups again. These people don't learn. No one will learn a lesson if no one's willing to teach the lesson that crime doesn't pay. Because right now it play, it pays politically, and in this case, it pays in in cash. Right. And look, the Department of Justice has a lot of problems there. The deep state is real. That's something that uh, Republicans have been talking about since Devin Nunes uh, a few years ago. And it's coming out more and more with this potential cover up. I think Ron Johnson and Grassley in the Senate have done a good job focusing Mm -hmm. on uh, the DOJ potential wrongdoing. I mean, look, this evidence on Hunter Biden. They've probably had for over a decade. And and who knows if this ever would have gotten out if Hunter hadn't left that laptop at that computer repair shop. So, you know, the fact that they did nothing knowing that uh, the vice president's son was doing all of these shady dealings. He wasn't a, registered as a foreign agent. I don't think it's even legal to be a foreign agent if you're the immediate family member of a high-level elected official. But regardless, he wasn't registered. Uh, he's in all sorts of trouble for, for tax evasion, which it looks to me like with some of these bank violations, it, it's more than just tax evasion. It, it's probably money laundering, too. I mean, he, he is a criminal. The the banks have have said so much with these 150 suspicious activity reports. When you get a suspicious activity report filed against you from a bank, that's the bank covering themselves from liability, notifying the federal government that they are pretty certain that their client is committing some type of criminal activity. So so this has been 
in the hands of the Department of Justice for at least a decade. The FBI, you know, had to know about this because of all the suspicious activity reports that were filed from not just one bank, from five different banks, but yet nothing was ever done. And I don't think anything ever would have been done if, if Hunter hadn't been dumb enough to leave that computer at that repair shop. It is why the people in Washington are so incredibly arrogant and they don't mind, you know, really just leaving all the breadcrumbs out. I know Hunter did it as an accident. I, I think I personally think it was a either a shot across his dad's bow that I can sink you, dad, if you if you uh, if you know, if you're if you're not uh, helping me here. But that's just speculation. But uh, if, it, you know, he he left it there, 150 flags from the banks. I showed this about a year ago on the stuff we found just over in Ukraine. And there's no way that the average person would still be walking around today just based on the 150 flags. Is that accurate? That is accurate. I was a director of a bank, a community bank in, in Kentucky for over a decade. My family's been involved in that business. You know, uh, if a bank, I, I don't know of anyone who's ever gotten more than one suspicious activity report from a bank. And very few, you're talking about very few people ever getting one, period. But once you get one, the bank has to call the bank examiners to come in. No bank wants the bank examiners in their bank. I don't care if you're a little community bank or if you're Wells Fargo. Nobody wants the – it'd be like if you owned an energy company wanting the EPA to come by, you know, and just check on things. Nobody right. wants that. Nobody right. wants that. And for them to do it, if if our bank ever had one, once it got settled, and it's a big ordeal with those bank examiners coming in and having to look at everything, once that happens, our bank would be like, you know what, don't let the door hit you in the rear end on the way out. We We don't want to fool with you anymore. And these banks continue to do business with him. And it, the only rational explanation is because he was the vice president's son. But remember, these banks flagged these and invited the examiners in, knowing that this is the vice president's son. So, you know, this didn't just end at some low-level bureaucrat's desk. This went all the Correct. way to the top. And, and the fact that nothing was ever done about it. And, you know, they say, well, there's an investigation in Delaware. That's on tax evasion. That has nothing to do with the suspicious activity reports. That has nothing to do with the deal in Ukraine, the deal in Russia, or the deals in in China. And then since then, you know, they say, well, Hunter's not done anything since Joe was vice president. That's not true. We've been investigating this uh, artwork. Remember, he was an artist for about a week. And we're pretty, mm-hmm. we're pretty sure that the, the buyer of the artwork was in China. And, you know, we were requested information from the art gallery owner. The Biden White House sent their counsel to meet with the gallery owner to coach them on how to shield them from congressional oversight. And, you know, this administration, we know, is blocked. They have blocked our efforts with the art gallery owner. And this happened while Joe Biden was president, the art sale. The suspicious activity reports happened while Joe Biden was vice president. So we're not going to let up on this. And, you know, the key to getting the answer is, is hoping that, you know, hoping that we take the majority in, in November because the, the chairman of the oversight committee has subpoena power and the chairman of the oversight committee can call for the hearings. And I can tell you the first hearing we're going to have will be on uh, Hunter Biden and his shady business dealings. And, and the whole reason we're, inviting, we're investigating Hunter Biden 
is because we fear that he has compromised this White House, especially when you look at some of the decisions that are being made with China, whether it's selling the oil reserves or mm-hmm. tariffs off. Or, Ukraine. Or, or Ukraine. Look what's going on in Ukraine. I mean, Russia. Remember, he didn't, I, he didn't sanction the Russian oligarchs. He left two oligarchs off the list of, of people that Biden sanctioned. Those two oligarchs just happened to be two that had paid Hunter Biden in the past. So there are a lot of things that, that, that's happening from the Biden White House that we believe are a direct result of Hunter's shady business dealings. Okay, uh, Congressman, hold on just a second. I need to take a one-minute break, and then we'll come back. And I don't know how much time you have. If you would, in the break, tell the producers so I know, because I've got a lot to talk to you about if you, ha- if you have the time. Uh, first, let me tell you about our sponsor uh, this half hour. One minute, and then we're back. Our sponsor this half hour is Relief Factor, and a lot of people who eventually discover Relief Factor, Julie was dealing with pain almost every day. Her hands hurt constantly, almost more than she could bear. Boy, Julie, I was exactly where you were. She tried a lot of things to fight it. Nothing worked. So when she heard me talk about Relief Factor, she was pretty skeptical. I get it. Still, she took a leap of faith. She ordered the trial pack, and you know what happened. Within three days, she said her pain was completely gone. Julie, that is phenomenal. That took me about four or five weeks for mine to go, but everybody's different. She said it's as if she never had the pain in the first place. Julie got her life back with Relief Factor. I got my life back with Relief Factor. 70% of the people who try Relief Factor for the trial pack, they go on to order more month after month, just like me and Julie. ReliefFactor.com. Call 1-800-4-RELIEF. 1-800-THE-NUMBER-4-RELIEF. ReliefFactor.com. Feel the difference. 10 seconds. Station ID. So we're talking to Congressman James Comer, who is giving us the latest on the investigation into Hunter Biden and the Biden family's uh, business dealings. Um, Congressman, there are now, I think, 17 or 18 um, pieces of evidence, separate, separate occasions that show Joe uh, Joe Biden was was at least aware, but it appears that he was really involved in hunter's business dealings is that true that's true and i would argue there are more than that but yes there are at least that many can you tell me what that means well for you know the whole time during the campaign and then during the first year and a half of the Biden administration, Joe Biden has denied any knowledge of who Hunter's business associates were, uh, ever having talked to him, and things like that. We know for a fact, based on the, the people we've talked to that were the former associates of not just Hunter, but Jim Biden also. And, and you know, he's as big a problem as Hunter. He's just smarter than Hunter. I think that Jim Biden was the brain to the operation. But, but regardless, Hunter's the one where we have all the evidence right now. And one example is Eric Sherwin, was a business associate of Hunter's. Remember, he was in the White House 27 times, even though Joe Biden claimed he didn't know who the guy was. We have an email that shows that uh, Sherwin was communicating with, with Hunter, and he says in the email, Hunter, your dad's Delaware tax refund check has come in the mail. 
I'm going to deposit that check into his account and then turn around and write a check uh, on him to you for the money he owes you. Now, who has access to your checking account? If someone had access to your checking account, you probably would know who they were, right? And and this guy went to <laughs> yeah. the White House 27 times, even though Joe Biden said he never had any recollection of him. But he's also got access to Joe Biden's checking account. And, you know, maybe it was in a blind trust or what. I don't know. But he knows this guy. These are questions that need to be answered. And you've got all these associates now that uh, of hunters that Joe Biden says he had no knowledge of, but they have all these meetings in the White House. So what we want to find in the investigation is Hunter and, and Jim Biden, they would – peddle their services to adversaries and, and other people, American companies that were trying to do business with China and Russia. And they would say, you know, we have access to the government at the highest levels. Our last name's Biden. We can help open doors for you. We can help you navigate the bureaucracy and all that. So if they were successful in, in what they were doing, then they had to have people in the government working with them. Uh, and I'm sure you know, Joe Biden's uh, uh, probably one of them, but, you know, Joe doesn't do the work. Joe would say, all right, you need to call so-and-so at the, uh, in this State Department. You need to call so-and-so in the Department of Defense. You need to call so-and-so in this government agency. And that's what we need to, to find out. And I think you're going to see that uh, this family are all working together and I think you're going to see that uh, Joe Biden had a lot more knowledge of what Hunter was doing than he has claimed. We already know that, but I think it's going to be even more than what, what we know now. When you look at us sending over as much money as we spent on the first five years on the war of in Afghanistan, that includes shock and awe and all of that money. We spent that much money, $60 billion, in five years. We sent that much arms and money over to Ukraine in one year, and they still have their handout. And did we send an accountant? Because I'm very concerned that a lot of this money, as it did when Hunter Biden was there, I think it was $1.8 billion, just disappeared in Pravat Bank. Uh are it, who's watching it and do you feel like people are being disappeared or being paid off or that that money is safe i have no confidence in that money i'm sure some of it has reached where it was supposed to go but i'm a member of congress i'm the top republican on the oversight committee i've asked these questions i have no accounting of the breakdown of where that money's being spent. You know, they say, okay, well, so much for humanitarian relief, so much for arms. Well, I need more specifics than that when you're talking about $60 billion. And I don't know that anyone in Washington could answer that question exactly where that money's going. And, you know, they'll say, well, there's always government waste. Well, it's... <laughs> How much has been wasted, and where is it going, and why are we spending this money? I mean, I, look, I, Russia's a bad guy. I would love to see uh, Russia, Russia, you know, weaken. But at the end of the day, we don't know where this tax, where these tax dollars are going, and Congress should never send another penny to any country uh, 
serious, yes. but especially if they don't know where it's going. All right, we have uh, Congressman James Comer on with us. He's from Kentucky. He's talking to us about the investigation into Hunter Biden. More in a minute. The Glenn Beck Program. American Financing, NMLS, 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. I want you to take a minute and just ask yourself a question. What is holding you back right now, if anything is, from being where you want to be financially? And I don't mean inflation, although you and I both know that's a reality. Forget about the transitional economy horse crap. I'm talking about the things you can change here and now. Do you have a lot of credit card debt that's hanging over your head, for instance? Debt with interest this high, you're probably paying off, the, barely paying off the balance, and it'll take you years to pay it off. There are places where you could cut sending, uh, spending and save more. When you try to think about it, uh, does it just seem like a tangled mess and you just avoid thinking about it? Please let me urge you as strongly as I can. Give American Financing a call today in 10 minutes. They can take that tangled knot and untangle it for you. You're not alone. They're salary based, so nobody's earning a commission by getting you to do something that doesn't work for you. Call American Financing, 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440, AmericanFinancing.net. And don't miss BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn to save 10 bucks off Blaze TV. We are talking now to Congressman James Comer. He is sharing the latest on his investigation into Hunter Biden and the Biden's uh, business dealings. Um, uh, Congressman, thank you for staying with us. Can you tell me who Edward Pruitt is? Absolutely. He's someone we've just requested information from. We have access to a text message between uh, Hunter Biden and Mr. Pruitt to where Mr. Pruitt, who was one of Hunter's financial planners, who was coaching Hunter on how to avoid a suspicious activity report, how, how to avoid getting one of those on an upcoming foreign transaction Hunter was about to make. Now, these transactions that were getting flagged by suspicious activity reports, what flags those are if you do a transaction with a country that's on the sanctions list, like, say, Syria or somewhere like that, or now Russia, but it wasn't Russia at the time, or if you do a transaction with someone like a a drug lord. If you watch the movie Ozark and you saw the guy was wanting off the list, you know, that that, that Mm -hmm. list puts him as a sanction, you know. Or if you're doing business with someone suspected of criminal activity. So it could have been where, you know, Hunter was doing business with uh, Russia, you know, for for prostitutes and, and things like that, according to the videos and all that other stuff. I don't know that it's illegal to to uh, just order a, you know, a, a prostitute <laughs> in, a, in a foreign country, unless that entity is suspected of human trafficking, Glenn. Then that Correct. Would which is which, right. right. That's the problem. Which is the money that Hunter, with his dad's payments, uh, Hunter was paying a Russian sex ring involved in human trafficking, um, well, and that's why they were flagged. And I have to tell you, before I would take any advice from Edward Pruitt, 
If I'm the president of the United States, I would tell my son, A, stop hiring hookers. The second is, if you're incapable of that, don't hire hookers from Russia because it's a clear way. Russia and China, they are both known to put people in compromising situations so they have some uh, some some way to blackmail our right. officials. It's happening over and over again. It, it is, and the date of the text, by this point, Hunter had already received over 140 suspicious activity reports. So the, fe- so the FBI, the FBI, and the DOJ had to know that he was up to no good. But yet, as far as we can tell, nothing's ever been done about it. Which which raises the suspicion that uh, Johnson and Grassley have had in the Senate. Why hasn't the FBI done something by now? Why haven't they done something? You do all this stuff with the so, sealed dossier, but you don't do anything, which was fake, by the way. Or you correct. don't do anything with Hunter Biden, and you actually have proof, evidence. There's evidence. Unlike anything Adam Schiff ever said, this stuff with Hunter Biden, we have evidence of wrongdoing, and yet nothing has been done. And, and it, it, it would lead and any investigator in, in Congress to believe, you know, has this put Joe Biden in a compromise situation? Has this put him at a disadvantage with some of our adversaries for the potential of blackmail with his son or, or whatever? And that's why well, we're doing this investigation. There is absolutely no way that Putin and the highest levels of the Chinese spy agencies, there is no way that they didn't know about these things. So if we were worried about a golden shower uh, taken by Donald Trump um, mm-hmm. in Russia, which was completely made up, uh, why would anyone think that they haven't used this or wouldn't use this against Joe Biden? It makes no sense. It makes no sense. And I can tell you the the, the videos that are on that laptop, uh, some of the stories that we've been told by close associates of Hunter, it's pretty prevalent. There were a lot of transactions made there. And I don't know that's what – we don't know for sure that's which wire that Pruitt was coaching him on. But the fact that Pruitt was coaching him on how to avoid a uh, suspicious activity report shows that Pruitt knew that Hunter was up to no good, and he was trying to, to protect him from that, shield him from uh, being in – further investigated. So we want to know what that transaction was. But whatever it was, it was a foreign transaction. And by everything that we can tell, he had transactions with three main countries. He had transactions with Russia, with Ukraine, and with China. So who is, um, I mean, China, Russia, apparently they've never blackmailed. The Russian oligarchs, um, I would imagine Hunter's business partners uh, and Joe Biden's business partners could use blackmail. I have a feeling that the people that were involved are worried that they're going to be thrown under the bus to get Hunter and the president off. Isn't the best line of inquiry would be to give them immunity for their testimony? Because they've got to be freaked that they're going to jail and the uppers won't. They are, and another message that the New York Post broke last week was from a James Gillier, who was another one of Hunter Biden's associates, and it, it, this was a phone message that was recorded from a, from a person that was worried that 
they would get thrown under the bus for some of these shady business dealings of hunters that, that was coming out in the in the press. And this James Gillier replied back, nah, don't worry, the big guy's got our back. So when he did that, Gillier became Jeez. the second hunter associate, along with Bobolinsky, to identify Joe Biden as the big guy. And, of course, we all know from Hunter's voicemail and his emails that you had to save 10% for the big guy. Now, if that, if, if that in fact, is makes Joe Biden the big guy, and he was trying to get 10% of a Chinese company that's, you know, very involved with the Chinese Communist Party spy agency, then that's a huge, huge problem for Joe Biden. So uh, let me go back to um, Ukraine for a second. The money we sent over there, these are just a couple of things. I don't know if you have the answer, but I hope somebody in Washington is looking into this. The money we sent over suspiciously, uh, as soon as we sent that money over, um, the president, President Zelensky, and the, um, their version of, of Congress to change their mind on gay marriage. And I think this has Samantha Power's fingerprints all over it. Are we exacting a price for this money? Do you know? Your guess would be as good as mine, Glenn. They, they okay. have not been, this administration right. has not been transparent with anything they're doing in Ukraine. So, so could you, I mean, who looks into things like that? And also, the oligarch that Zelensky just pulled the citizenship from, is the guy that owned Burisma and had uh, dealings with Pravat Bank that we had our missing $1.8 billion in and Hunter was connected to the bank and Burisma. But also, Joe Biden, through Hunter, got that guy you were just talking about, uh, Ozark, got this oligarch off that list. We had, he could not come to the United States. Joe and Hunter Biden got him, uh, got that removed so he could have a visa to come here into the United States. And now after we give the money, the guy who the same oligarch that helped get uh, Zelensky uh, the presidency over in Ukraine and was the guy that Hunter and Joe Biden were involved with. Now his citizenship is revoked. I'm wondering why Do you have any idea on that one. I have no idea, but I can tell you this, Glenn, the, the, the oligarchs that the Biden administration has clearly shown favoritism to are two oligarchs who have paid Hunter Biden for who knows what. We'll call it consulting services. Those two oligarchs are going to be the key to answering a lot of questions about potential wrongdoings and quid pro quo and, and every other uh, problem. Uh, legal problem that uh, Hunter and potentially his father are going to have in, uh, once Republicans take the majority in January. I, I hope the Department of Justice I will does t- something before then, but I don't have confidence they will. Well, one thing I am afraid of with the Department of Justice is that they take, they try him on something, uh, he skates on it, and then double jeopardy. Does that, does that apply to you? 
I hope not. We, we're looking investigate? into every. We, we're still going to invest. We're still going to have hearings with the with the associates. Uh, we're going to have hearings with the bankers. Uh, we will try to get as many of the high level people that this administration has let off the hook. The oligarchs, you know, if if they're in the United States, we'll do anything we can to get to the bottom of the truth. And these hearings are going to be transparent, and and, and they're going to be a real committee. It's not going to be a, a Nancy right. Pelosi handpicked committee with everybody uh, having the same viewpoint. This is going to be a legitimate congressional hearing, and and we're going to publish a report, and we're going to walk that over and hand it to the Department of Justice if the Biden if Biden's still president and uh, there's you know the, the same people are still in control we're going to be very transparent with the American people on what we publish and what we expect of this Department of Justice. Well, thank you for that. Um is um uh the last question, do you have evidence that the secret service colluded with the Bidens and covered things up? Um, the White House, and do you have evidence that uh, the DOJ was involved and covered things up? I don't have any evidence of that. You know, the Secret Service is uh, hasn't been the most transparent agency in a lot of different things that we've been looking into. Uh, so we have nothing there. With the Department of Justice, I know that Johnson and Grassley uh, feel like they have a, a little bit of evidence. That's more of what, what the Senate's been looking into. What I've been looking to in the House is more revolved around his banking records. Because once we get these once we get these suspicious activity reports, they will specifically say what the bank thought. This was a, a suspicious wire with this person who is sanctioned in Russia, or this person who is sanctioned, or this uh, business who is sanctioned in China, or we believe he was money laundering here, or we believe that this was an excessive uh, wire uh, from a country that uh, we're not allowed to do business with. So those suspicious activity reports will will be able to answer a lot of questions and and take us you know an enormous way along the path of. Uh, investigating Hunter Biden's wrongdoing and shady business dealings. Thank you very much. I really appreciate it. Uh, Congressman Comey uh, from Kentucky. Thank you for your hard work, sir. And I do indeed hope that you are uh, in charge of the committee and that it is transparent. The American people cannot have closed door dealings anymore. Um, And I hope you are as transparent as um, as you you say you will be. I pray yes, that um, that you have the committee. Thank you so much, sir. Thank you. God Appreciate bless. It. You Thanks. bet. You bet. Back in just a second. Uh, Stu, who's our sponsor this uh, this half hour? Our sponsor, of course, is Rough Greens. LifeLock. Oh, it's LifeLock. <laughs> uh, LifeLock is, I'm sorry, guys, you're going to have to set me up again. We've had problems with our computer. Uh, it just keeps dumping everything. So I don't have any show prep in front of me. So. Excuse me while I riff off the top of my head for the next three hours. Um, But uh, LifeLock is the group that can protect you as best as anybody else can. Um, I think they're the best in the business. Uh, They were the first in. Remember the old bus boards that were like, "Uh, I'm the CEO of LifeLock and here's my social security number. And I used to think, I don't want your social security, dude. I mean, at that time, we had no idea what identity theft was really all about. They have been in the business long before any of us cared. 
Now, with the information that is out there that we dump online every day, your life can be absolutely destroyed overnight. LifeLock, in my opinion, the best in the business. They can't catch everything. Nobody can. Um, But they not only, I think, do the best job, but they also have a team because they know everybody can't catch everything because cybercrime is being reinvented all the time, every day, 24 hours. These these dirt bags are learning and becoming sharper and smarter, and their goal is to get your stuff. That's why the LifeLock also has a recovery team. They have experts that know how to clean this mess up that will work with you in case something happens. I want you to call LifeLock today, 1-800-LIFELOCK, 1-800-LIFELOCK, or LifeLock.com. Use the promo code BECK. You're going to save today. It's LifeLock.com, promo code BECK. Stay informed. Sign up for the free newsletter today at GlennBeck.com. This is the Glenn Beck program. We're glad you're here. Stu, can you bring me up to speed on the latest with the Jon Stewart, uh, Ted Cruz debate back and forth on social media? Oh, yes, I can. I mean, this is a a narrative that happens over and over again where Jon Stewart claims some moral high ground about how he's just fighting for the people. That's him. That's Jon Stewart. He's there for you. And these dastardly Republicans <laughs> want to stop helping veterans or 9-11 survivors or whatever else he's making up that particular day. So we've seen this happen over and over again. And this time it's about uh, legislation that would help uh, people who have been affected by burn pits. Uh, this is a, you know, a long standing back and forth about uh, veterans health care, basically. And, of course, John Stewart is out there using that crazy F-bomb that he does because he's, you know, he's just a comedian, oh, Glenn. He's just a comedian. Yeah, I know. But every time he yeah. says something, the media covers it as if he's the president of the United States. Um, and he, uh, you know, he uses the F-bomb. He goes after Todd, Ted Cruz, says the only reason he doesn't want to spend this money is because he cares so much about uh, about uh, you know not spending money and and he doesn't care about veterans and he wants literally accusing him of wanting veterans to die, which is totally acceptable oh in this gosh. discourse. And of and co- totally that's that's what you know you could say that about school children and everything else, which makes no sense. But a conservative wants the military veterans to die. Right. That doesn't even work with their own narrative. And it's not, you know, look, when has this Republican Party shown any any appetite at all to stop spending? They spend on everything. The bottom line here is every time yeah. John Stewart is involved in one of these situations, you always know he's lying. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Oh, golly. Thank you so much, uh, Hillary. I, I appreciate it. There's a lot going on today. We're going to tell you about the new uh, AR um, uh, bill that just passed the House. And speaking of that, let me tell you about um, uh, AR 500 armor. Most people think the Second Amendment, it's, you know, normal and, and, you know, people think of firearms, but it doesn't only protect guns. It also protects things like body armor. You have a right to defend yourself and stay safe. 
Um, and that is really important. I, I can't believe I'm I'm talking about this on the air. My family has had body armor. Well, since uh, we went to Washington in 2010 and it's terrifying. It is absolutely terrifying. But you have to have something in case the world goes insane and it's going insane right now. A3 body armor from Armored Republic. It is lightweight, tough as nails, designed to keep you in the fight and safe. It's designed to help something as big as an M80 rifle round with other armor piercing rounds. It's thin, it is lightweight, and it is affordable. AR500armor.com slash A3. Get your own promotion this month. You'll get some of the best deals of the year. AR500armor.com slash A3. Well, there's a couple of things going on in Congress that you're just going to love. First of all, uh, the um, the inflation reduction bill, which is nothing but the uh, build back better bill, the Green New Deal uh, that passed last week. We're going to give you the details on it. Uh, And the House has passed on Friday the AR rifle ban. So the assault weapons ban is back, and there's a couple of Democrats that voted against it, two Republicans that voted for it. Uh, It now goes to the Senate. But remember, they're not interested in taking your guns. They're really not interested. They're, (laughs) They're very interested in taking your guns, and it won't stop there. We'll give you that and a look at the economy, all this and more in 60 seconds. You know, just last week, everybody from Joe Biden to Janet Yellen was looking at the American people with a straight face saying inflation. I do not think that word means what you think it means. Uh Uh-huh. Now these people, you know, the straight shooters that they are and honest as the day is long, uh, have gone to the uh, social media platforms. And this weekend, they started banning anyone like me that would say uh, inflation is defined as two quarters of contraction of our economy. That's the way it always has been. Now you can't say it on social media. Boy, they got something to hide, don't they? In case you haven't heard, Brazil, Russia, India, China, South Africa planning to issue a new global reserve currency because, you know, the Fed in this country isn't doing enough to destroy the value of the U.S. dollar. Listen, I don't know how much clearer it can be, but it is time to spread your risk out. You should have food insurance. You should have, you know, food storage. You should also have gold or silver. 
Please find out if it is right for you, but do it now. The world is insane. Now, with every legal tender bar purchased this week, you'll receive two of the new one-ounce silver Benjamin Franklin rounds at no cost. Don't wait for this special. It'll sell out quickly. Call 866-GOLDLINE, 866-GOLDLINE, or goldline.com. So we are, uh, I'm coming to you today for the last week at the Standing Rock Ranch in the Mountain West. And I have to tell you, I'm so nervous I could vomit. Um, I did something foolish and um, uh, gave in to somebody who said, hey, um, I'm, I'm starting an inspired arts league. And uh, it's all about storytelling. And that person was my art teacher. And uh, so I said, oh, you, you want to get some artists together? You know, you could use my ranch in the summer. So today, and if you're in the art world, you might know some of these names. Jeremy Lipking, uh, Michelle Dunaway, uh, Mike Malm, Adrian Stein, uh, Albin Veselka, Kwong Ho, uh, Richie Carter, Thomas Blackshear. They're all coming to my ranch for the next four days, and um, we have some really I- incredible people that are uh, teaching story. Um, Angus and Sarah Fletcher, they've done research on how the brain works and, and how to tell stories. And we think that there is a problem in the Inspired Arts League. We think there's a problem with um, landscape. I mean, you can do landscapes. And those are great and they're beautiful and many artists do and you can do portraits but who is telling our stories back in the you know middle ages and the dark ages we got out of the dark ages through the renaissance which was based in art and these guys were storytellers the statue of david that is telling the story of david and goliath um the sistine chapel is telling the story of god they were stories Even you go back to the ancient Egyptians, the hieroglyphics, they were stories. Who's telling the American story now? And I contend the only one doing it is Ralph Lauren. He's the only guy that is actually telling a positive American story. My art, um, it tries, I try to tell stories. I just finished this. Um, This is uh, behind me if you happen to be watching is the guy who's on the Buffalo Nickel. He's Iron Tail. And there's a great story that goes behind it. Um, and uh, all of my art is is story. And people are hungry for it. And artists have been taught to paint, but they have not been taught to tell a story. So we have these great storytellers coming in to teach this week. And uh, I'm just, I'm excited to learn a whole bunch uh, this week. So... If you're interested in any of this, if you're an artist, um, go to inspiredartsleague.org. It's a 501c3. Uh, I've donated to it, um, but it is, it's doing some amazing things, and they're just getting started. This is actually its a official kickoff, but they've already made a real impact, and we're always looking for artists that want to tell the American story or the story of God, whatever story it is you're trying to tell. Um, join us with the Inspired Arts League, uh, inspiredartsleague.org. So uh, let's talk about, let's first, I guess, wrap up last week 
We're now finding out what's in this bill. Uh, you know, the the mansion Biden build back better. Hey, we're going to reduce inflation bill. It's not going to release uh, um, uh, reduce inflation. In fact, we now find out some of the things that uh, just they couldn't find time to print uh, before they voted on it. Uh, it's going to affect everybody's taxes. And I mean, everybody's taxes. If you make thirty thousand dollars or more a year, your taxes are going up next year. And it's all for this Green New Deal. And Stu has been uh, watching all of it. Uh, unfold, uh, and I've been watching what's happening with the uh, assault uh, weapons, the AR ban that is now passed in the House going to the Senate. So let's go through some of them. Let's start with the Build Back Better mansion bill. Yeah, this is a bill that it's been an incredible journey on this one, because as we kind of all remember, the Democrats initially wanted six trillion dollars of spending through Bernie Sanders at least at his estimates. The White House came in at, I think, about three point five trillion after they whittled it down to try to look like they were being responsible. It, both Manchin and uh, Cinema opposed this famously so they could not get to 50 votes, which they need to get to in this particular bill. Correct. So they went back and forth a bunch of times. They first lowered it to, I think, two point one trillion, then to one point nine trillion, then to one point seven trillion. And these numbers are, as you've pointed out multiple times, Glenn, in in real depth, uh, not only here, but also on your TV show, that spending number is really a misleading thing to look at because it's much more about what the bill is going to do on the negative side than it is just the spending. But as we've all seen. We spent $1.9 trillion on this COVID bill at the beginning of uh, Biden's presidency, which led to a good chunk of what we're seeing now as far as inflation. So imagine if we had gone ahead with that, an extra $3.5 trillion that they wanted back in 2021. Now, of course, since then, the Republicans have come on board for a trillion dollars of infrastructure spending. Not to mention that they were many of them were on board with all of the other COVID spending that we had going on. And there was another proposal for $250 billion of spending for this uh, CHIPS Act, which theoretically mm-hmm. has some sense behind it, as we've seen what's going on in China uh, and Taiwan. All of our chips are made in Taiwan. So, we have a major problem mm-hmm. with the supply chain. So in theory... You can understand why you talk about this and why it might be a bipartisan issue, even though, again, uh, I don't think this is the right way to right way to approach that problem. But you can understand no. that the problem exists. So two hundred fifty billion dollars was on the table and Republicans were basically like, look, we, of course, because they always do, will go along with a ton of your spending requests. Republicans do not have a problem. In with fact, spending. we might even add, we might even add more to your spending exactly. in some cases. Yeah, they usually do. Yeah. And and we've seen now this is not the Tea Party era. There is no there's no leadership voice on the right who is arguing for less spending. Th- that is not a that's not a position. No, I would say the Freedom Caucus. The Freedom Caucus, Freedom though, caucus is not in leadership. They're, not in, they're, they're in. Yeah, exactly. Right. Status, you're right, right. You're right. So you're right. You're right. There's just not really anybody there. So there's this $250 billion bill is going forward, but Mitch McConnell does not want the Build Back Better thing to happen. He's drawn the line there. For whatever reason, he's drawn the line there on spending, which at least it's drawn somewhere. And he says he doesn't want this. And is But that 50-vote threshold is still sitting out there. They can do this at any point. 
until this election happens and they leave they leave office assuming republicans uh, win one uh, the house or the senate so it's been sitting out there and Manchin keeps coming on and he comes he, he's off and he's on and he's off and he's on and he's off and so finally the the mcconnell says look i'm not going to go ahead with this 250 billion dollars in chip spending unless you say the build back better thing is done we're done with this reconciliation thing we're not going to do it this time it's over right around that time joe manchin comes out and says gosh darn it this is over i will not negotiate anymore i am done we have had all these conversations it's over big media splash everyone reacts goes crazy so mcconnell goes to chuck schumer and says hey chuckles I rem- remember when I said I'd go along with you if, of course, you stop the Build Back Better thing. Well, it looks like it's gone, so I'll go along with you on the CHIPS Act. The CHIPS Act goes through. They vote for it. It gets signed literally the next day. Joe Manchin comes out and says, by the way, we've come up with a deal. We have a deal now to spend hundreds of billions of dollars on the reconciliation bill that I just said was dead a few weeks ago. So it all, Can I ask you a this question? all goes back to McConnell getting absolutely schooled here by Chuck Schumer. How do we never <laughs> learn our lesson? How is it it never works out the other way? Why? 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 Uh, you get why? Every, I want to know why. Every little bit <sighs> of this you deserve when you do a deal with Chuck Schumer it is, how can you not know he's going to lie directly to your face at every opportunity? Kentucky, what is wrong with you? Stop giving us, stop <laughs> giving us McConnell. Stop it. Stop. He's dirty. He's in bed with the Chinese. Uh, he's, he's engaged in nepotism and everything. Stop it. The guy is worthless, absolutely worthless. It is, I swear to you, he's like a Democratic infiltrator. <laughs> he's like, I'm going to pose as a Republican, but Chucky, you and me, baby. You know, look, uh, McConnell, uh, you could certainly say he's done some good things, particularly, I mean, the Supreme Court is, does not Supreme look like Court. it does today without, Ch- without McConnell and, holding that line. And, you know, and he's, and, he typically votes you know he votes like a republican like a he's, he's not the worst guy he's not he's not you know adam kinziger right like he's not a guy who's out there constantly voting uh you know even susan collins he's not that he's type, but, the head of the senate the par- for the republicans yeah, the power is such a significant part of this and he's always playing games and here's a game you know you, you play dangerous games you get dangerous results and this is what's happened so now they've been you know again if you have principle, you just don't vote for the $250 billion thing in the first place. And that's the problem, right? Correct. You say this is a bad idea Correct. and we're not going to spend this much money when we're sitting here complaining about inflation every day. How do you have any credibility on a major issue like that Where is- when, when, when the Republicans have gone uh, almost as much money that was spent on the bill they all complained about from Joe Biden has been spent in multiple different bills but that the Republicans have signed on to. I mean, it's it's they have very little credibility here. Their only hope is that most people don't know the background of this stuff and will think, well, at least they're a little bit better 
than the Democrats, which I guess they are. But I mean, that 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 gap seems to no, shrink all the time. They're, they're just slower. They're just slower at it. And maybe it's because they do have some stops in there. Some people who are fighting against it. Yeah. Or maybe they're so incompetent that they can't pass the same kind of bills. You know what I mean? Maybe they're all like, oh, I'm all in. Hey, Marxism, I think it's great. You like Karl Marx. I like Karl Marx. Let's do it. And then they get up and they put bills together. And, like, and so the actual Karl Marx, who's in the Democratic Party, steps up and like, these guys are worthless. Yeah. Maybe they're just incompetent. And that's the only reason why they're going slower. But they're taking us off a cliff, just the same cliff. The same cliff you watch. I mean, there I think you're going to see after the election, if the Republicans win, which they could screw up Mm -hmm. in a big way. I mean, it looks like Um, they're going to screw the Senate up already. I mean, at this point, I don't think it's any better than 50 50. They win the Senate. Uh, You know, I I saw that from I saw that from um, your favorite website. What is it? Five. uh, Oh, five thirty. That's what they're saying. Five thirty. Oh, God, that's terrifying. They're saying 50 percent. Because they, they were, they, in fact, they were, I think, at 40 percent uh, that the Democrats would hold it. Now they're up to, I think, 50 or 60 percent. Well, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, it's probably a result of things like, you know, the latest poll from Pennsylvania that has, you know, Dr. Oz down double yeah. digits. I mean, you know, again, what? never made what any surprise against the guy who's barely alive. The man is barely alive. And he's beating Dr. Oz by 11 Democrats points. don't have a problem with that. <laughs> I, guess I mean, they could. I mean, you could have, you know, those old pictures where they would kill an outlaw, you know, in the Wild West mm-hmm. and they just prop his body up in a coffin. You could have the Democrats <laughs> in those pictures and they would still be voted into office. All right. Let me. Uh, Let me take a minute here and uh, tell you about our sponsor this half hour. When the Fed and the president tell you that despite two back-to-back quarters of negative growth in the economy, that we're not in a recession, who do you think is going to believe them? Well, uh, sadly, the answer is a lot of people, a lot of people, people who don't understand enough to be able to discern that they are being lied to. People who have never paid attention in school, people who have paid attention in school were straight A students, but what they were taught was garbage. I mean, this cannot be us. This cannot be our children. And we are no better if we don't educate ourselves and really know, you know, knowledge is power. That's why they didn't teach slaves to read and write, because they knew knowledge is power. How many of those slaves would be embarrassed for all Americans today, all Americans, that we have taken our education so lightly that we're all just a bunch of nincompoops? I want you to check out a new book. It's called American History, America's History. Strike While the Iron is Hot right now. It's a great history book, but it's more than that. It is a doorway for your children into the world of understanding that they have to have if we are to keep a republic. I want you to go to TuttleTwinsBeck.com, TuttleTwinsBeck.com, and uh, see America's history. They've just done a book launch. You can preview a free sample chapter. Read it with your kids. 
You'll see for yourself why it's needed, why it's crucial in the here and now. You'll see everything there, including in the offer, including the audiobook version. So get TuttleTwinsBeck.com. Go there now. Get America's History, TuttleTwinsBeck.com. 10 seconds, station ID. Hey, some really good news. Uh, Hawaii has just accepted its last shipment of coal. And they're very, very excited about it. Uh, they're getting their final delivery. And the governor uh, has called it a huge step forward in the state's transition to cheap energy. Um, it, it's the cheapest form of energy. Now, coal, coal is the cheapest form of energy uh, and the dirtiest source of power for Oahu. Um, but they're just, they're finally shutting down the island's last coal burning plant. Now, he did say that, uh, replacement projects are a little behind schedule due to the unexpected global events with the supply chain. But, uh, you know, and the people should, of Hawaii should prepare to pay a little bit more for their electricity. Um, you know, uh, solar and batteries or oil generated power, which is five times the cost of coal. But it's all going to be worth it. And uh, the people in Hawaii are going to be celebrating now that they're they no longer have coal coming in. And uh, I think this is fantastic. It's almost about 20 percent or 16 percent of the uh, of the island's electricity. But let's flush it down the toilet. And hey, let's not order more coal. I'm sure those plants are going to be finished in no time. My house is just two weeks away from being finished. So I'm sure the governor is probably saying to the people of Hawaii, just two weeks, it'll be finished in two weeks. Don't worry about it. Just it's going to hurt a little bit, a little bit. Well, a lot, five times, you know, it's going to hit, it's going to hit you five times as hard. But, uh, you know, that's like uh, just going into a boxing ring, expecting to box me. And lo and behold, uh, you're fighting Mike Tyson. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. It's not a big change. Congratulations, Hawaii. The Glenn Beck Program. These countries countries and our country are just going to go down the tubes. And I don't understand why people are like, oh, you know, it's not a problem. We don't have to worry about it. Why worry about it? You know, we have plenty of stuff. Let me tell you about Tunnel to Towers. If you've been listening to me or watching me for any length of time, one of the things you probably know about me is I believe that good people can make a difference in the world, even if it seems like it's only making a small one. Uh, results can be gigantic on the other side. It's the butterfly effect. Here's the Tunnel to Towers Foundation. I want you to look into them today. Don't take my word for it, but... I believe this is one of the greatest charitable organizations we have in this country. They've been helping out since 9-11. They do amazing, amazing work all throughout the country, taking care of our of our guardians, our cops, our firefighters, our service personnel that are injured and hurt or killed. Please check them out and then donate $11 a month, will you, at T2T.org. That's Tunnel to Towers, T, the number two, T. Isn't it time to subscribe to Blaze TV? Go to blazetv.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn to save 10 bucks.
Um, Nancy Pelosi uh, and her bar, uh, and probably some ice cream, flew overnight to uh, to Asia. She's in Singapore or Shanghai or one of those S countries or cities. Wasn't that one that like uh, Trump was talking about? S countries, I think. Anyway, she's she's in one of those. And uh, she is um, she's not saying if she's going to go to uh, uh, to Taiwan now. She just won't say she's tight lipped. And most of that tightness is from the face stretching that she's had done over the years. But <laughs> she's very tight lipped now. And uh, and it's nice because China said pretty much, you know, mm, kind of like we're thinking maybe an act of war if you go. Uh, but uh, who are we to say? So it's fabulous, and we wish her all the best. We really do. Now, um, here's the uh, the next uh, story that I think is kind of important. Um, you know, I just told you that Hawaii was, uh, you know, taking themselves out of the coal business. They're not taking any more shipments, and don't worry. that The, the other plants, the solar panels, they'll all be done in, you know, two weeks. Don't worry about it. Um, and Europe is in the same exact situation. Now, here's the good news. People are starting to rethink like uh, 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 natural gas. I mean, that's pretty clean, right? And uh, what about uh, nuclear energy? Ding, ding, ding. They'd already gotten turned off all their nukes and everything else. Now, um, Russia's back online sending them the gas, but they've, you know, gosh, where did we put that extra 20%? So now they're cutting it down by like 20%. And they're not sure if they're going to have, well, they know they're not going to have enough. They're not sure they're going to get anything once it turns to winter with Russia. You know, Russians seem to be, I don't know, a little harsh from time to time. And they're kind of pissed off at this point. And I love this. Uh, coal fire plants are being revived in Germany. Billions are being spent on terminals to bring in liquefied natural gas. Um, and they are looking for any kind of natural gas. Who has any kind of natural gas that they could sell to Europe? And we've looked the world over and we just can't find any country that has natural gas. Hmm. And, um, gosh, I wish we could help Europe out, but we just don't have any. We have none. So they're on a knife's edge. Um, the Germany's biggest cities are now saying that, um, they're going to have to reduce. Everybody's going to have to reduce their, their, um, usage, their consumption of energy by 16%. I think that extra 1%, you know, 15%, you know, nice round number, about 15%. They got it down to 16. And so I think that means, you know, do not use a four uh, slice toaster. You can use two, but not four. Um, and you're not allowed to heat your home over 68 degrees. And you're not allowed to uh, air condition your home uh, uh below 78 degrees so it's going to be very nice it's going to be very nice uh they're going to have to sacrifice a little bit um you, the city has also banned the use of mobile air conditioning units and fan heaters and you know i don't know about you but um and i've thought this out a lot because i care about the planet and global warming and what are all these people going to do you know they're going to die from heat and um, I have an idea, and you can write this down. Germany, you can take this for free. Um, it's called 
air conditioning. Mm. Uh, and I know you want to stop with well, the energy. That one solved uh, natural gas or nuclear plants. Or dare I say it, coal, until you get those things running again. But uh, if you're not going to do that, well, then people are going to die. And there's just no way around that. Yeah. Well, this is a well thought out plan. I've been thinking about it for years, Stu. You have been, Glenn. And and there's this idea that we can't impact the earth. If you think about things in through that framework, you have a problem. If you think about things in the framework of protecting human life and and having human life flourish, you think about things a little differently. Uh, Like you wrote in. Well, uh, can you imagine? Hang on just a second. Can you imagine, Stu? What they're saying is global warming. The whole world will be like Phoenix, Arizona. Yeah. Which which we know has no people. They're all dying (laughs) of, you know, heat exhaustion. And uh, I feel bad for the population. Yeah, they act as if we can't see what a world would be like if there were a lot of heat waves. What if you had a community there where you saw triple digit temperatures often? Yeah. Well, what if Uh, we have them already? We see how people uh, how people deal with that. They're now trying to make the same point about the Northwest. Well, they don't have a lot of air conditioning. Uh, people in the Northwest don't have air conditioning. People in Seattle don't have it. Uh, yeah, you get some. Here's what you wrote in an inconvenient book. This is back in the 2006. Uh, so this is not you coming up last minute with this solution. Uh, when the heat wave no, of no, 2003, when the heat wave of 2003 hit Europe, nearly 35,000 mostly elderly people died. The size and scope of the tragedy gave global warming theorists an opportunity to spout their views to almost every news camera on the globe. They claimed that events like this justify the EU spending an estimated 1.443 trillion dollars by 2023, which is right around the corner now, mm. to alter its energy industry enough to possibly avert climate change. A hundred years ago, there was nothing you could do about a heat wave except stay away from fat, smelly relatives. Now we can do this magic thing called condition the air. 35,000 air conditioners cost about $2.5 million. Or perhaps you can pick a few vacant office buildings that your economy and its double-digit unemployment rates can't support and turn the AC on. Then just fire up a few gasoline-powered school buses and shuttle old people to the air-conditioned facilities. Repeat every time it right. gets hot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of. Mm-hmm. It would that solve was a the t- problem. It was a, yeah, yeah. And it was, a t- it was a tough... I mean, I worked in a think tank a very long time on that solution <laughs> you sure did um, but i mean but, again yeah. that's what the the left loves to leave out of this equation the fact that we can do things to solve whatever yeah. issues there might be so if we do get more heat waves Amen. which i don't think is a certainty but if we do uh, then we will deal with it mm-hmm. what is the main thing we're trying to do here when it comes to the climate the main thing we would be trying to do is to limit the amount of people who die because of the climate, right? That's the main metric you'd think we'd be focusing on. And you would think we're focused right. on. Though that yeah. chart of how that has progressed has not shown up in any UN IPCC report. We do have it, though, from your book, an inconvenient book. And it shows the rate of death from extreme weather that has dropped by about 99% from two, from 1915 to 2000 in this in this uh, book, it ends at 2004, though we know the rate has dropped even farther mm. since then. And it's because we've come up with solutions to deal with uh, these things. We've advanced and adapted wow. and made life better for people, yet the left always says the opposite. 
Look, you can quote boneheads like whoever wrote that book. <laughs> or you can quote Bill McGuire, who's just got put a new book out last week, Hot House Earth, An Inhabitant's Guide. And he argues that after a year of ignoring warnings from scientists, it is now too late to avoid the catastrophic impacts of climate change. And at this point, there's nothing we can do. Now, if I'm writing that book, that's where the book starts. That's where the book ends. You close it. But he found a few other things to say. Now, the University College of London Earth Sciences, he's a professor there, uh, said that the record-breaking heat waves across the UK and the dangerous wildfires, I mean, that's global warming. Uh, and as we headed further into 2022, uh, soon it'll be unrecognizable to every one of us, meaning the world. Uh, and I think that's true. It's already unrecognizable, you know, when uh, people are saying a heat wave is going to uh, scare all of us to death. I am sorry, uh, burn all of us to death if we don't die in the fiery flood. Uh, so anyway, um, the um, he's now saying that we have to have zero admission. We have to have it right away. I don't know why we have to, because, well, it's too late to do anything about it. I say we take all the money and buy air conditioners myself. Um, however, there are some things that um, that can be done, and that is we'll stop uh, Taylor Swift from. Uh, from flying in a private jet. Uh, she said that she is now found out that Taylor Swift, yes, America's sweetheart, <laughs> her jet, her CO2 emissions total about 1,200 times more than the emissions from the average person's annual emissions, seven metric tons. She's, she's got 1,200 times that. Uh, her jet emits more carbon dioxide than any other celebrity jet. But she says, wait, you can't pin that on me because I lease my jet out and other people use my jet. I, I don't use it all the time. You know, it's other people that do it. Uh, well, she can try to get away with it all you want, uh, but we know she should probably be in climate jail. Along with somebody else. Yes, Leonardo DiCaprio. We all know and love him. He was um, a survivor of the Titanic. Who knew? Uh, but he survived. And yet he still has the courage to get onto big boats. Uh, apparently, he's got a, a, a vacation record on large, like 250-foot yachts. Uh, that uh, is doing a lot of damage to the environment. And the the man who took him on was the Brazilian uh, president, uh, Bolsonaro. And uh, this this weekend, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, you know, tweeted about the rainforests and how it blah, blah, blah. And uh, the Brazilian president uh, uh, wrote, hey, you should give up your your yacht before you lecture th about the uh, environment here in Brazil. OK, he was um, just pictured on a hundred and fifty million dollar uh, yacht. It's the largest uh, uh, manufactured in Britain. It produces about. 
238 uh, tons of carbon dioxide per mile, per mile. Uh, And he said, look, uh, you again, Leo? I mean, I could tell you again, give up your yacht before lecturing the world. But I know you progressives. You want to change the entire world, but never change yourself. So I'm going to let you off the hook. But between us, it's weird to see a dude who pretends to love the planet paying more attention to Brazil than to the fires harming Europe and his own country. You know, that's a problem. He says, Leo, unlike the places you're pretending not to see by brilliantly playing the role of a blind man, Brazil is and will carry on being a nation that uh, with the most preserves. You can carry on with your Hollywood star toys as we do our job. In my government, the average deforestation is way lower than it was in the past when the crook turned candidate that your Brazilian buddy supports was in power. It's clear that everyone who attacks Brazil and its sovereignty for the sake of virtue signaling doesn't have a clue about the matter. They don't know, for instance, that we preserve more than 80% of our native vegetation or that we have the cleanest energy among G20 nations. I mean, he goes on and on and on. It's nice to hear somebody fight back uh, and just not take it. When if it's true that they have the cleanest uh, energy among the G20 he should be heralding them, but he's not. Instead, he's on his, on his yacht lecturing everybody, and he's targeting Brazil. Why? Because it's not a progressive candidate that is currently running the country. Back in just a minute. Uh, our sponsor uh, this half hour, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, it's Rough Greens. Let me tell you, Rough Greens is the is just really, truly the greatest. Uh, my dog, Uno, has completely changed because of Rough Greens. Uh, I'm a guy who enjoys convenience as much as the next guy. But when it comes to feeding your dog, kibble food is the easiest way, and I'm doing it. But it's cheaper, uh, and you get what you pay for. Your dog isn't getting good nutrition out of the kibble food. The factory bakes everything that is healthy for him out so it can sit there on the shelf for years and years and years. That's why I add rough greens to my dog's kibble food. It was um, uh, developed by Dr. Dennis Black, and you sprinkle it on your dog food, and it's full of vitamins and minerals and probiotics and antioxidants, you name it. If it's healthy for your dog, it's probably in rough greens. My dog eats better. He eats uh, by himself. I'm just like, here's your food. I can walk away, which was never done with my dog. He was a very picky eater. But he has also changed in his energy level. And uh, he's healthier now. And you can tell. You can watch it in your dog over you know six or eight months as you're feeding them. You will see them change. Roughgreens.com slash Beck. If you go there now, they'll give you the first trial bag for free. You just have to pay for shipping. Go to roughgreens.com slash Beck. Roughgreens.com slash Beck. Or call 833-GLEN-33. That's 833-G-L-E-N-N-33. Roughgreens.com slash Beck. The Glenn Beck Program.
We are so glad that you joined us today. Thank you so much for uh, listening. Thanks for supporting us, our advertisers. You know, um, it is uh, it's more and more important every day that if you need something and they you hear an advertisement for something you need, I never want you to buy something that, you know, you don't need or you don't want. Um, but if you need something, please uh, see if you can buy it from one of our advertisers or the advertisers on our local affiliates. Our local affiliates struggle every day um, just to keep, you know, things going and keeping you informed locally. Please support our sponsors. They're the ones that pay our salaries, that pay the uh, giant electricity bill for those local transmitters. So join us in our fight. And uh, as we support you, please support those who support us. Thank you so much for listening. We will see you tomorrow. Stay safe. (laughs) Tomorrow is another program you just don't want to miss. God bless. This is the Glenn Beck Program.